All right, folks, welcome back to Kamara Wealth Education Radio, uh, beaming south from Jacksonville and across most of Florida uh, from uh, Tampa. And we come to the centerpiece of our program today, a relatively new and innovative product called Qualified Longevity Annuity Contracts. Uh, Professor uh, Duswall corrected me over the break. So uh, let's begin with you, Ron. What are these new QLACs? What's the point of them? How do they work? Tell us what's going on, would you? Sure. A qualified longevity annuity contract uh, gives the ability of a person who owns a qualified plan, which could be an IRA, 401k, TSA, 457 plan, gives them the ability to put money into a QLAC uh, and avoid required minimum distributions until they actually take the income stream out at some point in the future. So let me get that right. If I if I put money, and I know there's some some, some, some restrictions on the amounts, but if I put money into a QLAC, it comes out of the, uh, the equation in calculating the RMD, the required minimum distribution. Is that right? That is correct. So I'm forced to take out less and take out and pay tax on less income, which can really, depending on the fact pattern, make a big difference depending on the tax bracket, right? Yes, it could, particularly on taxation on Social Security when you're forced to take money out at age 70. So tell us what more. Tell us this intriguing, Ron. Tell us more about these uh, these new QLACs. Well, the, the the limitation, as you alluded to, you can purchase up to twenty five percent of your portfolio, not to exceed one hundred twenty five thousand uh, dollars. You know the uh, premium that that amount is for all your plans. So if you have multiple IRAs uh, or multiple qualified plans or TSAs, they're all added up together. And uh, you can't take out more than 25% or $125,000, whichever is Lesser. lower. Right. So say that they say there's, you know, a million bucks there. Lesser is going to be 125000 So we'll just use that as a, an easy number. So if I've got a million dollars in, or half a million, even better, half a million dollars in an IRA, and uh, um, I don't use a QLAC, I've got to take basically my life expectancy is 10 years to simplify the math. I divide 500 by 10, and I've got to take that $50,000 a year. Um, it's, it's more complicated than that, but it, it makes the point clear. If, the, uh, um, if, I, if I take out 125000 so 500 minus 125 leaves 375 right? Then I'm only going to take out 375 over 10, or 37500 and pay tax on that instead of 50. Is that the concept, Ron? That's the concept, but it's a much lower number in the beginning. I mean, when you first take money out of an uh, RMD calculation, it's 3.65% of the amount that you have inside a qualified plan. So it's a similar concept. It, it'll, it'll, it'll make that number one quarter less. But it's a rising number that you take out over time. It's based on life expectancy. As each year goes by, that percentage number gets higher and higher and higher. But because you're, because concept, your life expectancy is lower, so the, the denominator gets smaller and smaller. But is it twenty five percent? That's if the twenty five percent is the limiting factor on the uh, on the amount that can go into QLAC, right? Right, or one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So if you had you used a million dollars as an example, then, then it'd be twelve and then it'd be twelve and a half percent instead of twenty five percent. Exactly, exactly. Right, so when are these are annuity contracts? I'm guessing issued by insurance companies. What do they do? What's the? Why would I want to do this, Ron? What do I get out of it? Well. That's the first thing is it has to be done through an insurance company and make certain the insurance company that you do pick has high financial ratings because they're promising you to pay an income stream at some point in the future. 
by deferring the income, the, uh, the amount that you take, could take out is significantly higher. So it's like um, these annuity guys I hear on the radio saying it's guaranteed you can't lose money. Well, that guaranteed is only as good as the insurance company. If you haven't got a real strong one, you could lose all your money, right? So you got to be careful. That is correct. Okay. You want, the promise is made by an insurance company. And they're the only ones that can currently do this right now. But you're right. you got to make certain the company you're dealing with so, is a company that's got good rates. Right. So what am I getting out of it now? So I'm getting to the point where I'm able to, uh, I'm not paying taxes right now. And I can, so sometime later in life, and I think it was late as 85, we'll say 80, then does that annuity convert to income that comes out i got to pay tax on? What's, what's the, what's that is the, correct. What's uh, the when purpose? When you start taking an income stream, it's fully taxable income if it's a side-of-qualified plan. Uh, keep in mind, uh, the, the deferred income annuity component is part of a QAC, but there is such a thing as a deferred income annuity that's not inside of a qualified. Yeah, but let's, we got to keep it. We got to keep it relatively, you know, simple, or, or we may lose our audience. But the premise okay. is: so what we do is we uh, um, we put money into this annuity. I'm deferring taxation to later on. When I hit that age, if I survive to that age, it converts to income. That I can't outlive. That's the whole point, right? It's like a pension. That's why longevity is in the name. I'm giving up some consumption now uh, for the promise that if I make it to 80 or 85, I'm going to have some lifetime income, so I'm not going to run out of money beyond a street. Is that the purpose of it, Ron? That is the purpose of it. You can have for your life or yours and your spouse's life. Uh, you can have a choice that if for some reason you don't live the full, for your full life to get your premium back, you can get it back over time for your ad, your ads would get it, but that is the premise. It's, get it. it's a lifetime income for as long as you live or as long as you and your spouse live. Yeah, so there, there are various refund features, but, you know, the basic premise is, is you're buying lifetime income. You're hedging that longevity risk we talked about in Dr. Fowles' class, so uh, um, you, you're not going to... And that's an important consideration. You know, you talk about... Um, the, uh, um, the, with the, the, the safe withdrawal rate, which you did you work very well into your presentation at class on Tuesday, you know, which most academics feel is, is well, is 4% or less, probably less, uh, depending on market performance. So if you did, like, we have a lot of people who want to take at 6 or 7% of the portfolio, that's where they need to live. If they live, you know, a lot of normal life expectancy, they're going to run out of money. So that, is that what this yeah. product is really intended to address, you think? That's, that is exactly what this product is going to address. I mean, we have less defined benefit plans as, as a country, and they're trying to encourage you uh, to have more of these types of investments so you don't outlive your money. They want the money to outlive you, not you to outlive the money. Who is that, the insurance companies? I think they want you to die. die. A little more safely. <laughs> the, uh, um, and folks, you know, if you uh, call in, I think we still probably have about eight minutes left on the offer for your, three, your free seven-point uh, wealth health checkup. Uh, and one of the things that we'll, we'll examine uh, is your uh, retirement income security and are you at risk of outliving your money based on the projections? And is a device like this maybe indicating your situation? In which case, maybe you can call Ron uh, up in uh, New York for some more detailed information. Uh, to avail yourself of that uh, free seven-point wealth health checkup, you need to call us now, 800 262 1083, write it down now, 800-262-1083 for your free Camarda 7-Point Wealth Health Checkup. So, Ron, there's got to be a lot more to this. You know, we've really hit just a couple of the highlights. You spoke on this for almost two hours. What are some of the other important planning considerations? I think you mentioned this is really more of a middle-class product. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's more middle class. The reason being is because they do have a sum of money, um, a typical balance for a person 55 to 65 years of age in a retirement account is about $104,000. You mentioned taking out, if, uh, if you took 6% out of an account and you want to have money to last for, say, 30 years, there's a less than 70% chance it's actually going to happen. So what this helps you do is takes, helps you take out more money knowing you're going to have a guaranteed stream of income at some point in the future, 80 or 85. 85 is the longest. Right. So, and then really, that's, you know, that's, you know, I've really, through my PhD studies, you know, I used to be very anti-annuity, as some in the Jacksonville market maybe remember my got annuities ads from the early 90s and the, uh, rather the early 2000s. And I've really come to the point where immediate annuities, basically you're pensionizing part of your assets. And it does what, you know, the all defined benefit plans or pension social security do. It converts part of your money into a stream of income you can't outlive. Now, after the break, you know, uh, and just for Tampa, by the way, Jackson, we'll just wrap this up for, uh, for Jackson, but Tampa will get an extended segment on the, the QLAT. Um, the, uh, um, the, there's some question as to when a good time to lock this in based on current interest rates and how that affects the annuity payment, but, uh, but we'll save that uh, for after the break. Ron, any other you know quick summary points for our Jacksonville audience before we wrap up QLAX for them? Sure. What just make certain that whenever you're considering this, consider your entire portfolio, not just your investments, but your income streams, your Social Security. Where's everything coming from, and where am I going to get it? What's my needs, and where's it coming from? Don't look at just QLAX by itself. Look at it as part of an overall portfolio. Yeah. Make sure you contact your financial advisor or Colorado Wealth. Or, or, or Ron Duswalt, and uh, we'll be happy to put you in touch with, with Ron. He's got a very melodious voice and a very um, uh, very comforting practice, primarily geared to professional women, women, as I recall. Is that right, Ron? But uh, we'll... Uh, Widows and, uh, and divorcees, yes. Okay, outstanding. Anyway, stay with us, folks. You come on to Wealth Ladies. We're back right after the break. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antler Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Leaders right here Saturdays at noon or Sundays at 2. This show is recorded, but if you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish or want free reports, reviews, or other information, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call us now, folks. All right, folks. We're back live with the uh, Camarda Wealth Education Radio leaders. Me, Jeff, I want to be a doctor. Camarda, Sonia, embraceable you, though maybe not right now. L.E.M., uh, Rob Boomu Shevlin, and Johnny Hotstock, Camarda, joined uh, with a special delight by uh, Ron Duswalt, all the way from Long Island, New York, uh, the QLAC uh, king, or certainly you know, quite uh, well-versed in his fascinating new vehicle uh, called Qualified Longevity Annuity Contracts. Let's talk about the markets a little bit now. Early in the the show, we mentioned that our strong belief is non-U.S. markets will continue to outperform the United States. The United States has, by some measures, tripled uh, since the low in March of 2009. And while we still see a lot of opportunities and we look to exploit them in our individual stock portfolios that that we manage with our portfolio management board, the, the pickings have gotten somewhat slimmer, and most market pundits feel the U.S. markets are, if not overvalued, then 
and certainly fair, fairly valued and uh, maybe facing headwinds going forward. Not true for many non-U.S. markets. China has done very well. We think there's a lot of upside there. Europe, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Italy is up, you know, 25%. Still, like a coiled spring, we think there's a, a lot lo a longer for that to go. Uh, in fact, is uh, Jonathan, I think that uh, Europe was in the Wall Street Journal in mid-April is really just getting back to the levels it was around 2000. Was that right? Did you hear that? Absolutely. Recently? I, I thought that you may Absolutely. have. Absolutely. That's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's what I'm more like you're Australian. Ah, well, um, so, uh, you know, in that context, we run at Camarda Wealth all of our own portfolios using what we feel is an institutional-grade portfolio management board. I'd just like to kind of comment. We had a board meeting this week on the performance of some of our portfolios. You should listen to this in the context of our extensive, boring, but very comprehensive disclosure at the end of the show. But Viking, a, a value, we look for, for, any, for undervalued stocks, but a large-cap U.S. style, mostly through the end of February, beat its benchmark by uh, almost 3%. Uh, up uh, for the first two months of the year, some 2.1% versus only 0.8% for the uh, the benchmark, the S&P 500 value. So that's uh, it's done exceptionally well. Columbia, another um, the, uh, the value style, we look to buy stocks that uh, uh, we can get for less than we think uh, they're valued, sometimes a lot less based on our own independent analysis based on Professor Joel Greenblatt's value precepts up at Columbia Business School. But Columbia has done, through the end of February, just two months, some 5%, beating its benchmark, which is about 0.3%, but something like 15 times. Done extraordinarily well. Jonathan, as a sidebar, I know you use these portfolios and some of your Tommy portfolios, like Star. What are you thinking about small cap and mid cap stocks going forward? Right, so I've, I've liked them, as we've talked about numerous times since mid-fall, generally due to the strong dollar. So the real, uh, the real beauty of it is, as Jeff intimated, that the U.S. markets are overvalued, but a lot of that certainly in larger caps. And if you look at larger caps, and especially if you have folks out there, and beware, folks, when you try to watch an S&P and you say, hey, I want to beat the S&P 500, well, that's great when large caps are doing well. But what happens is that drags you into the muck when other asset classes do well and the S&P becomes more irrelevant as far as total performance. So small caps look pretty good with the uh, strong dollar right now. Yeah, and there's, there's always opportunities, uh, you know, to buy, you know, stocks that are cheaper, that for some reason are trading for less than they're worth, but it's, you know, certainly the tide has gone up. But Columbia has done extremely well, as has Chartist, uh, and Jonathan is the captain of Chartist, which looks to buy um, as many as 40, 45 stocks with very, very strong momentum and technical indicator lines, regardless of market direction. That's up 6.4%. And actually, um, the, the most of any of our portfolios, that's just two months, folks. You know, times um, the, the six to normalize it for a year, it's at 36% a year, something like that, if it holds, um, compared to its benchmark, which was less than half of that at 2.6%. So um, we're very, very pleased uh, with the performance of all of our portfolios. Uh, it looks like have comfortably beaten their benchmarks uh, so far this year, and we certainly hope uh, that that continues. Um, so as uh, we approach the break, Ron, I'm not sure. Tell us what your now. Do you get much into opinions on uh, on market direction securities, or is that not something that is a primary focus area for you? I, I can't I can't comment on it right now. But, okay, you know, but. Uh... I was only prepared to about QLEX. Okay. In that case, uh, I appreciate that, and perhaps after the break. Uh, but however, as we approach the break here, we're coming up on our most exciting segments. Who do we have with us in the booth today? Uh, is Cousin uh, Vito here? Huh? 
Cousin Vito Camarda, do I hear Cousin Vito? No. Cousin Arnold, is Cousin Arnold here? No. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Hotstocks, he is unusually closed-mouthed and tight-lipped. Folks, enjoy it while you can, but get ready for the explosion and crescendo of uh, overwhelming audio that will befall you right after the break. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free, folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements, and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and otherwise we think you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review. Call now while it's on. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions, to request free white papers or other educational materials, or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matters, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down now, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Delta, Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. All right, folks, you're back for the final segment. Before we uh, rip into cousin uh, whomever Camarda here, I was admonished over the break by Sonia, especially Elia, that our compliance department frowned on my referring to our uh, uh, disclosure at the end of the program as boring. So it is fascinating. Please listen to that fascinating disclosure. Hey, who's in the booth with us now? Who's our mystery guest? Johnny? Well, we have, uh, you never really know who's going to play Jack out of the box, but uh, right now we just have a few folks in here, and uh, we'll, see how, we'll see how it goes from there. I, I would say probably the best process, because the door is not open, I haven't seen who's actually come in yet. But anyway, yeah, I could ramble on and on about the market right now, but and just and, and, you know, I, and what we've done is well, let me ask you a question, Arnold. Yeah, please, me, we only, have, we only have four minutes left. Where, Arnold, do you think the overall market has appeared to be headed as we move through Q2? Thank you for giving me this the sign to drive straight through. Followed there, I needed that GPS. But uh, yeah, right now you're looking at the S and P 500, which I use the SPY ETF. That's SPY, folks, uh, as in the uh, the one who loved you, right? After sprinting upwards off of mid October's lows and uh, form an ascending channel in April. We've had a little bit of a challenging consolidation recently. So when I look at the SPY, I'm looking at 202 to 205 as far as levels. But there has been no trends that have been broken so that the next move generally is projected to be up because the former move from October certainly was. So you have a slightly ascending channel in which we're we're trading through. More optimistically, however, I'm looking at small and mid caps and they are even stronger than the S&P, which makes me very happy. I'm looking at the IJR for the small cap and the MDY for the uh, mid caps and they are actually in a little bit of a steeper, by the way, which is positive ascending channel, folks. In fact, their lows in March did not touch the lows from February um, as the uh, as the spy did. So that's positive for the overall market right now. Thank Speaking you. Speaking of ascending channels, whose question is next? Any signs of caution ahead that the investor should be aware of? Any any uh, caution signs on the road ahead? Yeah, we're gonna br- we're gonna bring in my buddy here, <laughs> Slick Willie, for this one because this is a dicey one. <laughs> 
Right. Well, Sonia, let me tell you, I love the I shirt. Would, I would rather speak with someone else. Well, I, <laughs> that's okay, but I love the shirt anyway. So here we go. Uh, you know, right now you're looking at uh, defensive sectors like consumer stables and utilities. Uh, they've been showing some relative strength, which is actually not a, uh, which is not always bullish for the market. Because again, remember, think utilities and consumer staples, folks, like your wife's shampoo or perhaps sneakers. Things essentially you have to buy regardless. So when they do well, uh, generally it is a little bit of a warning sign. And utilities, which had a, uh, an ugly downturn in March, is still in ascending channel when you go over back since the October lows. So we have to watch that. Uh, also, Sonia, we're looking at the bond market. And right now I'm looking at the five-year T-note. And right now that shows a little potential weakness in the, in the economy because, and that, by the way, can spill into uh, equities. Uh, and, and essentially you're looking at, uh, bad word, but a 1.3% threshold, we have broken it on a five-year yield. Now, folks, what this means in English is when the yield comes down, more people are piling into bonds, which means they're getting defensive and it's a risk-off mentality. Again, nothing major, but we want to watch this because that could certainly trickle into the equity markets. What do you got for me, big guy? So tell me, uh, how about the unloved commodity sector? You see anything that appears to be moving amidst the bubble? I thought you were going to talk about my wife there because there's been a lot no, that's, of stuff. That's off limits. We, that. don't, we don't touch that. That's Absolutely. off limits. Yeah. Off limits. That's right. There's so many words we can't use in the press. Anyway, here we are. As we move into commodities and currency, while gold has been hideous, as you know, since late 12, uh, with a strong dollar that Jeff already intimated, gold has generally been suffering because it's denominated in dollars. It's had a recent bounce, perhaps worth watching, not really getting involved with. Uh, when you look at uh, oil, oil has shown some, uh, some firmness here, so we have to watch that a little bit longer because it's probably only in the second inning of even thinking about it. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. Bye-bye. Well, actually, we have a whole nother minute. Would you like to continue to pine? I'm surprised. That's all I got. I've never seen you hush your mouth that easy, I'm my gonna, brother. I'm going to hand it back to, uh, to who's there? Oh, Tony. Tony's grabbing me. <laughs> Anyone have any other questions? <laughs> no, it's really all that we have, uh, you know, developed as far as the show. But certainly, we can. Well, let me uh, let me let me uh, ask you, you one question. You, you mentioned uh, using, you know, the the the, the firming T note as a uh, sign of caution because people are moving out of stocks and into bonds because of fear about the economy or Iran or whatever. And that's, that's what you meant by that, right? Demand for bonds has gone up. Absolutely. The yield has gone down. So when you, when, you got, when you got demand going up, the rates go down. So what, you, what I'm looking for as an indicator is I'm looking <laughs> for the rates to come down, but that means more people are piling in the bus. Think about the right. rate as airs in the tire. All right. Well, we soaked up that minute. Folks, you survived yet another week with the Commander Wealth Education Leaders. Remember, we stand by to help you in any way you see fit. 800 262 1083. Talk to you all next week, folks. Enjoy the Floridian week. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 You've invested yet another hour in Camarda Wealth's Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind, and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leader's warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet, an offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit!
Comarta Financial Advisors, LLC is a Security Exchange Commission registered investment advisor, which is compensated only by portfolio management fees. You may receive a tour ADV on request, which contains important background, conflicts of interest, fee and investment philosophy information, client accounts managed at a third-party custodian on a discretionary basis. Comarta Consultants, LLC is an affiliate providing other services, including the sale of insurance products compensated using traditional commission methods. Jack Comarta is a Florida real estate broker, and Comarta Premier Properties does commission and fee-based transactional and property management business, which may present a conflict of interest. None of these are a law or accounting firm, and listeners should confer with their own legal and accounting advisors before deciding on a specific course of action. Third-party advisor rankings rely on advisor-supplied survey information and are not derived from independent research. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not be those of advertisers or broadcasters. When discussed, performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Not all performance periods may be discussed, and listeners should request complete performance information before forming opinions. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Securities discussed on this program may be owned or traded by firm agents and principals, in firm portfolios, in firm client accounts, and listeners should presume that hosts have conflicts of interest with regard to discussed securities. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which would reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Backtesting involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data, of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Back tested performance results do not reflect actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material, market, or economic conditions, or factors that may influence the advisor's decision making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back tested returns should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client or the advisor. For information on additional date ranges for portfolios discussed on the program, please contact the host. Portfolio performance benchmarks are generally industry standard indexes, but vary depending on the portfolio discussed. For more information, contact the host.